very much a constitutional conservative. So, see, I'm a conservative. I feel like some more mess because we weren't quite ready to do that. Just as a constitutional conservative, uh, as a constitutionalist. And it is important as conservatives that if there are policies in place that we follow those policies. She keeps using that word. I really don't think that it means what she thinks it means. Ultra-conservative Martha Lolly. This is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Here we go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another incredible installment of Weekend Update. From very high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the very shiny, very new silver Cowboy State Politics microphone, and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. No doubt you have already noticed the difference in the voice quality coming out of the Silver Cowboy State Politics microphone. Unless you're in this business, or if you're a regular listener to Cowboy State Politics, you probably don't appreciate the value of a high-quality microphone. But you can really tell the difference, though, or at least I can. Unlike a lot of radio personalities, I, I kind of enjoy all the little eccentricities and differences in between people's voices, the little quirks that everybody has. A lot of the audio software that's available on the internet tends to automatically eliminate those little pops and cracks and the little weirdness things that are in everybody's voice. I love them. I think it gives more authenticity to the broadcast. It sounds more like you're talking, sitting across the table, talking with another person, which is kind of the point of a radio talk show, or in this case, a podcast talk show. Oh, and that reminds me, for a long time, I've been meaning to talk about some of the equipment you might need if you wanted to set up your own podcast. You really can do it pretty inexpensively. I mean, of course, you don't want to do it on the cheap because if you're just going to end up buying better equipment later and you may as well just save up and just get a few things that'll keep you going for at least a while. And the other thing, too, is that you don't want to spend a whole pile of money right out of the gate if you're not certain that you're going to continue doing the podcast. Not that long ago, I was just curious as to what type of equipment might be available on like Facebook Marketplace and some of the other used sites. And it was pretty amazing how many people had obviously spent a tremendous amount of money in microphones and equipment. And then it turned out that they really weren't into doing the podcast for very long. And then and then what do you do with it? It ends up being the really expensive hobby that you were thought you were going to take up and really only did it for a couple of weekends. And it now sits in its permanent home in the garage collecting dust. So you don't want to do that either. But honestly, for $200, you can get set up to do a pretty high-quality podcast that doesn't sound like you're using some sort of hobby microphone and sitting at your kitchen table. 
<laughs> I don't think that I've ever told you this, but the first couple of episodes of Cowboy State Politics were recorded using a gaming headset. It's the only one that I could find on short notice, and you know I had to order some stuff off of Amazon, and I didn't want to wait. So I just went to the store and bought one of those gaming headsets. And Well, let's just say that you can really tell that that's what was used to record the show. So anyway, a lot of the episodes of Cowboy State Politics ended up being recorded on a $60 condenser microphone that I got off of Amazon. Much to my surprise, and probably to your surprise as well, it came out sounding really clear for 60 bucks. I mean, I was super impressed. And the truth is, for quite a while afterwards, I tried out several different microphones, you know, different brands, different qualities, different types, And none of them really sounded any better than the $60 job. Well, at that time, three years ago, and wow, it it doesn't really seem like three years, but but anyhow, uh, at that time, USB microphones were not that big of a thing, and the ones that you could buy really weren't that good of quality. Now, you can buy a pretty decent USB condenser microphone for probably under $100 that would be just fine. Personally, I don't really care to use them. It might have something to do with me starting with an XLR mic. And now, like I told you, with the brand new silver microphone, um, it's an XLR as well. So, uh, But anyway, I mean, if you just want to get started and you want to see if you like it, 100 bucks on a microphone, the software to record on it. Um, I use Audacity. It's probably the best software that you're going to find, and it's completely free. I've gone on long enough, but if starting a podcast is something that you've been thinking about doing and you want some pointers and maybe some suggestions on a microphone or two, uh, feel free to shoot me an email. I'd be happy to show you what I started the show with and just get you started on the right foot. So let me know. On with the show. Here we go. The inaugural episode with the brand new Silver Cowboy State Politics microphone. My friends, a shocking historical development. It would appear that a brand new, previously unheard of, newly discovered Federalist paper has come to light. Federalist 86, I'm assuming it's called that, was apparently written by Alexander Hamilton and Charles Lee. It's a dialogue between the two, evidently. In it, they must discuss the true meaning of the words, we the people. It's a completely shocking and totally new interpretation of those three words. And perhaps the most shocking and incredible piece of alleged evidence of this newly discovered Federalist paper is that it was unearthed by none other than renowned constitutional scholar, towering historical intellect, preeminent expert on early American documents, Martha Lolly. That, my friends, is the only possible explanation that I could come up with for what she said at a town hall she held earlier this week. It's almost nearly as preposterous as what came out of her mouth. According to Martha, we the people means that we should work together. If that were the case, all of us would still be speaking the king's English. Listen to this garbage. You know, both the U.S. and the Wyoming Constitution begin with the same simple phrase, we the people. Both constitutions, we the people, we the people. Now, why is that important? We've heard that phrase all the time, but it's often just thrown out there, we the people. Why it's important to me is because it is a reminder that our ability to work together is key to the success of our country and our state. We've got to find ways to work together. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's only one other person I know that can use the same phrase that many times in one sentence. We were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. I really have no idea what that was. In any case, Representative Lolly and Kamala Harris do possess a common skill. They both believe that whatever they're saying, if they just repeat the same phrase, then it will become true all on its own. And just because I can't resist, one more Kamala-esque example of Martha Lolly explaining what we the people means. Uh, just, just important <coughs> that we, we really uh, can work together. Because if we start working together better here, hear me. People like me can work, will be encouraged to work together, better together in Cheyenne. Hear me. We have to work together. As to what the good representative was saying, we the people, it obviously does not mean anything close to what she was trying to tell her constituents in Washakie County. We the people doesn't mean that we should work together. It does, however, mean exactly what is explained in Article 1, Section 1 of the Wyoming Constitution. And you would think that she would have already read it, since she went on and on for about an hour as to how the members of the crowd needed to read the Wyoming Constitution. She even brought several copies to hand out. Here you go, Representative. What it does mean is that all power is inherent in the people. And all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their peace, safety, and happiness. For the advancement of these ends, they have at all times an inalienable and indefeasible right to alter, reform, or abolish the government in such manner as they think proper. And it meant exactly the same thing when the Wyoming Constitution was written and when that phrase was used in the United States Constitution. Now, the reason why Martha Lolly is trying to distort what the phrase we the people means is it would completely contradict her view of Wyoming politics. Martha Lolly consistently sides with the left in the Wyoming House of Representatives. Over 85% of the time, she votes with the Democrats. In fact, there were only 42 votes in the entire 2023 general session that Martha Lolly did not vote with Democrat Liz Storr, out of hundreds of votes that were taken. That works out to 87.76% of the time. Oh, but you know, Martha Lolly is a conservative. She said that over and over in her town hall. That's what we started the program with. You know how she likes to repeat phrases, and if she repeats it enough, it'll actually become true. Fortunately for us, the real world doesn't work that way. Martha Lolly is the epitome of a redcoat. In last year's election, she ran unopposed as a Republican. But when you'd vote with the Democrats over 87% of the time, you can hardly claim that you're a conservative, much less that you're an actual Republican. Obviously, that didn't stop her, hence the whole redcoat part. And interestingly enough, in her town hall, she laments that Washakie County voters are not giving her the support that she deserves. After the break, I'll bring you that soundbite. It's absolutely hilarious. We'll get back to the program in just a second. But first, an absolutely obscene profit timeout. 
Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Building's Lessons in Classic Values. Lesson number 27, Chivalry. Gentlemen, if you hadn't noticed, it's spring, and this year it's been raining a lot. If you hadn't paid any attention, every evening after work, that pretty wife of yours parks her car and has to trudge through the mud to the front door. Why would she do something so silly, you might ask? Well, it's because her garage is packed with all of your summertime playthings. I realize you think that it's important to keep them out of the elements, but you could solve this entire situation and rectify the problem of you sleeping on the couch simply by contacting Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. They're the experts in rectifying these sorts of marital disputes. They'll build you a brand new metal building that you could put all of your toys in and your wife could put her car in the garage. Their phone number is 307-674-2532. You should call them with haste. Tell them what the problem is. Your wife is trudging through the mud and they'll handle all the details. So just call them, 307-674-2532 or check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. This has been Morton Buildings Lessons in Classic Values. My friends, it's Saturday morning. And you know what I'm thinking about. Hot wings. I've been dreaming about them all night. Hot wings from the Wing It food truck. They make the most incredible wings in the state of Wyoming. And they don't, they don't just have hot wings. They have several other different flavors. My personal favorite are the garlic Parmesan wings. They're absolutely incredible. Now, the way that you can figure out where that truck is going to be is go to CowboyStatePolitics.com and look underneath the Sponsors tab, and you'll find their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where that truck is going to be. That's the Wing It Food Truck. You can listen to the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps, iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, really any of them will work. But the easiest way is just to go to the website, cowboystatepolitics.com. There you can find all of the shows as well as any of the articles that I might bring up during the course of a program. If your name is Martha Lolly and you're a little confused as to what the word conservative means, well... You can go to CowboyStatePolitics.com, pull up an article, and educate yourself before you hold any more town halls. And now, back to the program. Welcome back to the program. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Martha Lolly thinks that she's a conservative, and she also may have discovered Federalist 86. So let's just run down some of the planks on the Republican Party platform and see where Representative Lolly lands. She's obviously not in favor of personal liberty. She helped kill House Bill 66, which would have prevented mask and vaccine mandates. She's not in favor of parental rights because she admitted during her town hall that she helped kill the obscenity bill. She claimed that it had constitutional problems, but the real reason is the rest of the committee didn't want to talk about it. She voted against bringing the parental rights bill, Senate File 117, out of Albert Somers's drawer. Spending? Representative Martha Lolly is one of the biggest spenders in the House of Representatives. I mentioned that she voted with the Democrats over 87% of the time. The vast majority of those were spending bills. 
Of the 16 major spending bills that evidence-based Wyoming scored for the 2023 general session, Martha Lawley voted for every single one of them. Just a note to the good representative, conservatives don't spend money when we don't have to. You know, like $400 million that was taken from Wyoming citizens over and above what should have been. What about state sovereignty and keeping the federal government and other states out of Wyoming's business? Martha Lawley voted for every single state compact that came through the Wyoming House of Representatives. And that's just a few examples. It's no wonder why Washakie County conservatives don't want to support Martha Lawley. Well, first, she's not a conservative. She's a big-spending redcoat liberal. And secondly, it couldn't have had anything to do with the nearly hour-long lecture that she gave her constituents during her town hall. For almost an hour, she imperiously lectured the audience on how a bill becomes law. Here's a soundbite of the House District 27 representative complaining that her constituents aren't supporting her enough. I'm disappointed a little bit that there's not um, more support by the party itself to the uh, to the um, uh, can't to the people that are elected by Republicans in the state. I mean, it, it, there seems to be a somewhat adversarial tone to emails and things like that that I don't really understand, quite frankly, and I feel like that needs to get better, that there needs to be a, we're, we're working together. It seems like there's a battle mode against, you know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Republican who was elected by Republicans in my district, and that should mean something at the Republican uh, party level, both county and state, um, uh, and whether we agree or disagree on certain issues, that matters, and it seems to be somewhat ignored, but that's okay. I just, I wasn't a lot of support, so that's what I mentioned. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see that change. I don't have any, like, super you mean hard. the legislature? Or do huh? you... Well, like, as an elected official of the legislature, a Republican that was elected by Republicans, um, uh, that, that, that the party has more of a sense of working together, and... Um, so do you not don't feel that on the local level, the... I just feel somewhat adversarial sometimes. It's not Honestly. like a, a, a within the party. Now the, the broader group, it's not that's not so. But some seem to have a very narrow idea of what is the right thing to do, and 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 um, uh, so. But I, as far as the Freedom Caucus itself, I like a lot of those people. I, most of them actually, and I've worked with them. I've worked with them on a number of bills. But I found at times they could be difficult to. Um, uh, um, um, just difficult to sort of be able to do that, what I described, of, of working together to make things a way that they can get past, that we can get the best we can get in the situation and address some issues. So that, that just the ability to work together, frustrating. So let me just get this straight. Once you're elected, that means you shouldn't be questioned on anything. We should just support you in anything that you do. It couldn't be, perhaps, that maybe you campaigned as a conservative, even though Martha Lawley didn't have anybody running against her, but she's clearly told all of her constituents that she's a conservative, but she votes in lockstep with Democrat Liz Store. There are few better examples of a redcoat than Martha Lawley. She campaigned as a Republican, she claims to be a conservative, and yet she votes with the Democrats way more than she does with any of the Republicans. 
Not to mention, Martha Lolly is very close to leadership, specifically Speaker of the House Albert Summers. Now, I don't know whether she voted or not for Albert Summers to be Speaker of the House. What's important is how she supported him during the session. She voted against just about every attempt to overrule a decision made by the Speaker of the House. Remember Senate File 117 that I told you about, the parental rights bill? The conservatives, of which Martha Lawley claims to be, attempted to pull it out of Speaker Somers' drawer so that it could be debated on the floor. Martha Lawley voted against that. And while we're at it, we should probably check out some of the other ratings websites as well. According to WyoVote, there are 46 out of 57 Republicans in the Wyoming House of Representatives that are more conservative than Martha Lolly. On WyoRhino.com, Martha Lolly scores a dismal 30%. According to them, Martha Lolly only follows the Republican Party platform 30% of the time. Maybe that's why Washakie County Republicans find it hard to support Martha Lolly and the way that she votes in the Wyoming legislature. And what about property taxes? She talked a lot about that during her town hall. In fact, here's what she had to say about it. This one's a little bit longer, so we'll take it in pieces. Uh, the property tax relief bill, which I already mentioned earlier, was probably one of the bigger accomplishments in my mind. It was really, really important to me because I went in understanding the, the issues on the constitutional side. I had read carefully all the provisions on revenue in our Constitution. I challenge you to read them. But there is one uh, in particular, Article 15, Section 11 of the Constitution, which creates massive problems with almost every solution people offer. There were varying degrees of constitutionality with it. Don't worry about it, Martha. I read that part of the Constitution before you did. The Wyoming Constitution does not create problems. There is not a problem with the Constitution. It prevents you from making problems at the expense of Wyoming citizens. Being the preeminent constitutional scholar that Martha Lolly claims to be, you would think that she would understand that. Article 15, Section 11. Now, this might come as a big shock to you, but that was written to protect Wyoming citizens from politicians like you. So first, let me explain what Article 15, Section 11 is. And I quote, all property, except as in this Constitution otherwise provided, shall be uniformly valued at its full value as defined by the legislature in three classes as follows. Romanet number one, gross production of minerals and mine products in lieu of taxes on the land where produced. So that's pretty easy. That's all the minerals. Romanet number two, property used for industrial purposes as defined by the legislature. So that's manufacturing. And Romanet number three, and this is the one that Martha Lolly has a problem with. Quote, all other property, real and personal. So you'll notice that commercial property and your house are not separated. They're in the same class. The reason they did this is so that the tax rates could not be manipulated. If you were going to raise tax rates, it had to be across the board for both business and residential property. It's this one line in the Constitution that prevents the legislature from taxing the bejesus out of Wyoming citizens like you and me. And to fully understand why it's in our Constitution, you have to understand the history of Wyoming. At the time our Constitution was written, this state was run by railroads. And as you might imagine, all kinds of politicians tried to carve out special favors for railroads. 
So essentially, that constitutional amendment that Martha Lolly is so proud of creates a fourth class of property that is just residential. So in other words, it allows them to independently manipulate the tax rates on your house without affecting business. They're claiming that this whole thing is so, is so great and it's such a fix for the property tax problem, when in reality, it's just going to allow them to jack with the tax rates whenever they see fit. It is really dangerous to give politicians the ability to manipulate tax rates so that they can pay for whatever their pet project is. It sounds really conservative, doesn't it? Oh, oh wait, I forget. Because if we're true conservatives, we're true conservatives, that's the launching point because that's what we believe. And so we have to work with that. So in some cases, let's use the property tax situation. It's really a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. If we're true conservatives, and if Martha Lolly knew what the word conservative actually means, she wouldn't have said this next part. I have an LSO memo I'll share with anyone that wants to see it that uh, goes through each of the various ideas and why it kind of says seriously unconstitutional, or some of them say, well, fairly unconstitutional. But so what we ended up doing is, first of all, we, we first dealt with targeted relief for those that uh, among us that were the, the most affected that were most vulnerable. And um, that was what you see is an expanded, that program existed, but we expanded it significantly. It hadn't been upgraded in a number of years. And to, to target those that were really, really vulnerable with these, with these act, property tax increases. First, something is either constitutional or it is not. It cannot be sort of constitutional or partially constitutional. It is or it isn't. It's like being pregnant. You can't be kind of pregnant and you can't be kind of constitutional. Second, what Martha Lolly is talking about here is commonly referred to as picking winners and losers. It's an attempt to play on your heartstrings, the most vulnerable among us. And I agree, it's really a terrible thing that we're jacking up the property tax rates on people that are on a fixed income. But why is it that a person who is 70 years old deserves a property tax break more than someone who's 25 and just started a family, has one kid and another one on the way? It is absolutely unconstitutional to favor one group over another. And it's no mistake whatsoever that they chose that particular group above all others because elderly citizens vote more. Fortunately for us, though, that bill did not pass. Just because we can, here's one more soundbite of Martha Lolly trying to get her constituents on board with her ridiculous vote to create a constitutional amendment to allow her to further manipulate tax rates. Uh, the, what we did in the property tax area that I am very thankful for is because of these constitutional problems with the Constitution, I went in knowing that we needed to amend the Constitution if we were going to be able to tackle true tax reform, property tax reform. Because of the way that, the, that uh, section, um, uh, or Article 15, Section 11 is structured, um, uh, and again, if you get your handy Constitution, you'll be able to find that and see what I'm talking about. It just fries me when these people say there's problems with the Constitution. And given that she spent nearly an hour lecturing the audience as to how much she loves the Constitution, it's absolutely amazing that she would make that comment. And here's the thing. All of the people in Cheyenne say, you know, this property tax thing is so complicated. The only thing we could do is amend the Constitution. Well, that's not true. 
All they had to do was pass a bill to lower the tax rates from 9.5% to, say, 7.5%. Boom. Problem solved. But you'll notice that they didn't do that. That would have provided immediate relief to Wyoming citizens. But they didn't have the political courage to do that. More to the point, though. If they had, it would mean less of our money to spend on their pet projects and their dumb pork barrel ideas. And considering that Martha Lolly is one of the biggest spenders in the Wyoming House of Representatives, she wasn't about to cross that bridge. And you might be asking, why all of a sudden did I train my sights on Martha Lolly? I mean, I haven't really talked about her that much in the past. For that, I apologize. I should have been after this lady from the very beginning. The biggest thing that caught my attention about this town hall is how it ended. But let's begin at the beginning. Let me read to you exactly what her flyer said, the one that was advertising this meeting. Quote, Town Hall Meeting with Representative Martha Lolly, House District 27, Monday, May 8th at 6.30 p.m., Worland Community Center. Everyone welcome. Light snacks will be provided. Everyone. Doesn't that kind of mean that it's a public event? I would think so. Take a listen to exactly how this whole town hall meeting ended. Uh, and Jeff, I'm, I'm, you're recording this, but I, you know, I, I really, I don't know what you're going to do with that, but we probably need to talk about what's appropriate here as far as that. Well, I'm not, re- it, it's actually live. So it's, uh, to where? Uh, to the, the county Facebook. So everybody can see it because folks that couldn't make it here, at least are able to uh, be part of, uh, that's, that's of the community. What do y'all think, guys? Do you think that was right for that to be done without him even telling us that he's doing it? I probably should have announced it at the first place. You didn't even ask for consent to record? Well, it's a public event. No, No, it's not. No, this is a private event held by her. Okay. Can we turn that off? What? No. Hey, don't. All right. First, when you say everyone is welcome, that kind of means that it's public. Sort of like you're not going to bar anyone from hearing what the good representative has to say. Everyone. To claim that it was a private event, well, first, you would have to, you know, send out something like invitations and not publish it in the newspaper and not put it online. The person that was claiming that this was a private affair was Martha Lolly's daughter. And right there at the end, she attempts to grab the camera from the person who's recording the event. Martha Lolly is a public elected official. She should expect that she's being recorded at the grocery store and when she goes to the car wash. It is absolutely 100% inexcusable for a public official to try to hide what they're saying in public. She clearly knew through the entire event that it was being recorded. So why, at the very end, did she decide to make a big stink about it? Let me play the very end of the recording for you and then I'll explain why she decided to go off on it. I mean, it's in the public newspaper. Sorry, we thought it was a TV. You had it in the newspaper. We made it public. We didn't know. That's, well, but you didn't. It's not what you knew. It's what you didn't ask, Jeff. And, Tammy, this is actually a good example of why I don't feel supported. But what, if you just said, hey, we'd like to well, do Well, what are you trying to hide? If you're saying... I'm not trying to hide oh. it. Okay. Well, it's off. feel about this? I, let's talk to people that really want to be Republicans that are here. Never come to Republican events. I have held board meetings for the last 20 years, and it was always, I mean, they're attacking you. Well, maybe Martha Lolly should have asked them not to record it. She clearly saw the camera from the very beginning of her event. 
So why then would she make a big deal out of it? What could have possibly precipitated that? Well, she did what all liberals do. You got to play the victim when that's the last card you have left. It's like I always say, if you let somebody talk long enough, they'll eventually tell you the truth. And if you listen close to this next soundbite, you'll figure it out. Well, I, first of all, I think it's really important for the, the Republican Party at all levels, once a person is elected Republican, to full support for them. Oh, I get it. So once you're elected, we can't question you at all. We can't provide any criticism as to your horrible voting record. Uh, oops, shouldn't have said that, eh, Martha? This is exactly the problem with Wyoming politicians. They believe that once they get elected, they can go to Cheyenne and do whatever it is that they want, regardless of what their constituents say. The problem that Martha Lolly is having is her constituents believe that she should actually vote like a conservative. They don't buy the whole line that just because Martha Lolly says that she's a conservative, that means that she is. The truth is, Martha Lolly votes with the Democrats over 87% of the time. She votes in lockstep with Democrat Liz Storr. Last time I checked, Liz Storr is not a conservative. So maybe Martha Lolly should stop voting with her all the time, and it might ease some things up in Washakie County, at least with the Republican Party there. But what really set off Martha Lolly's poor me moment at her town hall last Monday is when she openly criticized the Washakie County Republican Party, of which the chairman and a state committee man were in attendance. Here's what she said, and here's what caused her to have to use the victim card at the very end of her town hall event. So you haven't felt supported by the local level? Sometimes I don't. And there it is. And now she has to provide an example of how she's not being supported, even though live streaming the entire event was only meant to allow people who couldn't attend in person to be able to listen to what she had to say, to be open and transparent. But obviously, that's not something that Martha Lolly thinks is incumbent upon a politician. She did what Wyoming liberals always do, to say they're one thing when they're really not to claim to be conservative when they're actually a big government, big spending liberal. The rest of the story is that Martha Lawley forced the Washakie County Republican Party to remove the recording of her event from their county Facebook page. Why would she do that? For one particular reason, that she didn't want everyone to see her little outburst right at the end of that meeting. That's it. Washakie County deserves a representative that is going to be open and transparent. One who says what they're going to do and then does it. Not one who claims to be one thing in public and then goes to Cheyenne and votes exactly the opposite. Martha Lolly is the very definition of a redcoat. Well, that'll do it for today's installment of Weekend Update. Have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday where I'll have an interview with the Willies down in Rock Springs. They're the two parents that are suing the Sweetwater County School District over them socially transitioning their daughter without their consent. But remember, none of that stuff is happening in Wyoming. And don't forget to put it on your schedule that next Wednesday I have yet another undercover investigative report. You don't want to miss this one either. From the base of the Bighorns, in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is the one and only Cowboy State Politics.